guys, Justin Nelson here with the Icon Podcast once again, still in Mexico. So you guys are going to see that I'm not in my home office. But we today have a special guest, someone that I've heard a lot about in the EXP world. I'm sure you guys have too. And I just wanted to welcome Kayla to the show. Hey, thanks for having me. Of course, Kayla. Now I'm going to be honest with the folks on the show. I've heard things about you through the woodworks, but I don't know a lot about you personally outside of, you know, what we briefly talked about. So I'm excited just as much as our audience is to kind of get to pick another top 2% agent's brain in the EXP world. Yeah, thank you. Of course, of course. So just let's just start off easy. Like, can you just tell me where you're at today? What market are you out of? And kind of, you know, what does your real estate business look like? And what has your real estate career been like so far? Yeah, absolutely. So um, I'm in the Charlotte, North Carolina and uh, upper South Carolina market. Been in business for about five. Actually, we are at five years. I'm at five years right now. And um, business has changed over the last five years. I started my career with expired listings, a couple of FISBOs here and there. And now in year five, I am predominantly referral-based. Awesome. Um, so referrals from other agents, referrals from past clients and friends and family. Um, so it's definitely made a hard shift and it's allowed me to grow my team at this point at the True Lane Group uh, here in Charlotte. I love that. And how big are you guys currently? How many agents do you guys have working with you? So it's myself, two agents, uh, my executive assistant and transaction coordinator. Awesome. Awesome. Now, have you been, how long have you been with EXP and where did you guys come from before? Or have you been with EXP the entire time? EXP for two years. I came from Kevin Williams for my first three years in business. Great, had a great time there, but super excited that I moved, made the move to EXP. I love that. I love that. Now I'm going to kind of go off topic here, kind of off script for a second. You talked about transitioning your business from legion based to referral based. And I know a lot of people listening to this, they may be at KW or Remax, or they might've have like an established brand somewhere that they like, but they're looking to maybe make a move, maybe even maybe making a move to join you in your organization at EXP and all the things that we'll talk about that you may have to offer. What would you say to them? Because you made a transition and it sounds like your referral business grew even though you were probably known within the old brokerage system. So how, what did that look like for you? And did you have any struggles with that? Or what did that transition look like for building a new? No, that's a, good, that's a good question. I mean, it really, at the end of the day, clients don't really care what firm you're with. They just mm -hmm. don't. They, they do business with you. They didn't do business because you're with Remax or because you're with KW or whatever. They do business with you. So regardless of where you go, they're going to be doing business with you. So that's, I think, the biggest thing that people have this difficulty in understanding, like, oh, if I leave, they're not going to follow me. They don't care where you did business. They just care that they're doing business with you. I love that. I love that. So tell me, what was kind of the one thing? I mean, it sounded like you were rocking and rolling at KW. You had some deals rolling. Your team was growing. Why did you go to EXP? Like, what was the main reason at the time? Like, what was your number one reason for making that jump? I mean, it really just came down to brass tacks. You know, what was I spending? What was my budgeting? And what was the opportunity? So I hit a point in my business where I realized I couldn't really use the training from Keller Williams anymore. Whatever I was doing at Keller Williams for training, I was paying outside of my uh, monthly and, you know, $25,000 cost. And I could still have that coaching and training outside of KW. So meaning if I made the change and I wanted to go take gold again, I could still do it as an outside agent. They allow that. So once I kind of took that into account, I was going, well, I've kind of outgrown this. You know, I think it's time to make that move. And even if I was a newer agent, you know, having seen the benefits of it, I would have moved sooner. Yeah. Um, 
the lower cap was one thing, but really coming down to the fact that I am an icon agent, I was doing that kind of business that I'm getting my cap back in stocks, which, you know, over two years, I now have a portfolio with where the stock market is right now with our stocks, especially I've got close to a hundred and I think I'm up to like $125,000 in stock. I didn't buy a penny of it, by the way. It was just gifted to me. It was given to me. That's awesome. So let's talk about that because some people listening are going to go, what is the icon? They might be, you know, you might be shared this video with them or podcast and said, Hey, listen to my icon story. So what is the icon? Like, like people have misconceptions around this. I'll be honest with you. When I joined EXP, I didn't even know the icon existed, which was crazy. Yep. Well, again, so that's part of the reason for this podcast for those listening is to make sure we get the information out about it. So as of today in 2020, like what did you have to do to achieve the icon and what did that look like for you in your market? And then what did you get as a part of that? Great question. So iconing is capping and then what I call it is like a double cap. Okay. So with Keller Williams, um, if anybody's with that firm, you're familiar with the word capping. It means you do a certain number of transactions that produces, and it's not a certain number of transactions, you produce enough transactions that provides a cap amount or dollar amount to the firm. So at, at KW, $25,000. So once KW got its 25, I was, you know, I was capped, meaning I got 100% of my transaction for my commission. At EXP, it's 16000 So right there, you've got a lower cap, right? And it depends upon what your price range is uh, on or average sales price as to when you're going to cap. But capping, I just look at it as a dollar amount that the firm receives. So with KW, that's as far as it goes. Yeah. With EXP, after I cap, when I do 20 more transactions, two zero, 20 more transactions, I icon. And it doesn't matter what amounts it could be, $2,100,000 homes, it doesn't matter. Once I've done that additional 20, EXP gives me my cap back in stock. Now, 12,000 of that is given back that you have to let it invest for three years, it's given immediately. Yep. Then the other $4,000, are given out 2,000 are granted when you go to the uh, shareholders event uh, and 2,000 is given when you go to EXPCon. Now okay. those amounts you can cash out immediately upon receiving them and that was my plan all along so that when I got it I could put it back into my business yep. and increase my leads. So from that I've kept with the plan although I haven't cashed out part of what I was given and the really cool thing about it I was granted 2,000 of it at eight, $8 a share. That's awesome. And it's now up to like 36. So I'm going to be cashing out at, what is that? Like several times. It would have yeah, been probably four times what I got it at. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. I'll be receiving back instead of $2,000. It's yeah. going to be $8,000, which is that, really cool. That's awesome. So even if you would have went over to EXP and not even Icon, you wouldn't have sold 20 plus more homes a year. Even if you did that, you still would have saved $9,000 from going from a $25,000 cap to a $16,000 cap. Yep. And, and now my, my old firm has reduced it to 16. They've called me a few times trying to get me back. They're like, oh, it's down to 16. I was like, that's great, but you're not going to give me the 16 back, are you? And they're yeah. like, uh, no. <laughs> so that's been extremely helpful. Yeah, no, I love that. So whenever you get that 16 back, you obviously, it goes into the stock market. And so, you know, what does that look like for you over, you know, two, three, four years? Or do you think you're going to icon again in the next year? Like, what is your, you know, what, what is your plans with that? Yeah, good question. So I iconed my first year. I just iconed in my second year. Love I'll that. probably keep iconing my third, fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh year. 
Um, it's just the amount of production that I do. So it's once you reach that, it's like, all right, we'll keep your production going and you'll keep iconing. So roughly over 10 years, you could get $160,000 in stock if the, if, if, if the stock doesn't even move. If it doesn't go up, if it doesn't go down, it's like a built-in. Yeah, and, and more. Yeah, it, it'll definitely multiply out, which is great. I love that. I love that. So let me ask you this question. We ask this on most of the podcast is what would you tell someone listening that might have a little bit of an ego in the way from even taking a look at the company? And I say that because I was that person. I was the person that did never look at the model. I was a little stubborn. And then I, when I saw it, I was like, Oh man, what have you been doing, Justin? And so if, if someone's listening and they know you, like, what would you tell them? Um, like what should, what steps should they take? Even if they think that this isn't for them, like, should they still explore it and at least even, take a peek at it? Yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, if you are not willing to look at a business opportunity, you're not actually a business owner. Mm -hmm. I love that. I mean, you're not. A business owner does not let ego get in the way. They run their business based on the income, based on the revenue, based on the opportunity that it provides. And if you really take a look at all sides and have a clear understanding of what your opportunity is, you can actually make decisions for your business. If you just want to put your head in the sand, uh, you're really not going to go anywhere. And there's plenty of companies that I could reference that have done that in the past that they're like, I just don't want to change. And here they are today. Um, you know, they're, they're the little guy instead of the, the big guy. So I would say if you are not willing to look at it, you're just not a business owner. Looking at something does not mean you believe in it. I'll uh, not to bring politics in it, but to look at politics. Yeah. If you are so strong on one side, you better have an understanding of what the other side has to offer. And yep. by saying, I refuse to look at it because I only want to look this one way, yep. then you really don't have, well, you can't debate it. You can't really discuss it with anybody because you actually don't know what you're talking about. Yep. You've been told one thing and that's all you choose to believe. Unless you look into it, you are not going to understand the full scope. And that's the same thing as a business owner. You have to look at all sides. You have to look at all the opportunity and you have to constantly look at where you're losing money. Keller Williams to me, I was losing money. I was losing $25,000 every single year. I gave that company $75,000. I've given EXP 36,000 and they've given it all back to me. So that's just a no brainer to me. I love that. I love that. And I saw, you know, something on your bio and some different places. It looks like you have some passions of yours outside of real estate that you serve heavily in your community and around things. So, you know, it sounds like to me, you've been able to even take some of that money and do more good in your community just by making the switch in your company. Yeah, I, I foster and rescue dogs. Um, and with that, you know, having more available money, I can go ahead and put that towards the rescue. You know, I can go ahead and help more you know, knowing that I can actually legitimately save lives mm -hmm. by changing a company because I have more available to me to make that happen. That means a lot to me. I love that. I love that. So when you were exploring EXP, you obviously made the jump. Was there anything that you, when you got over to EXP, like you didn't even know existed, like, you know, you had heard about maybe the stock or the rev share or the cap or the culture or the management, like, was there anything that you came over with and were kind of surprised with that no one hadn't talked more about yet you've fallen in love with? Not really. And I would say that just because I did a pretty deep dive before joining that I wanted to know all angles. I flew out to, uh, I'm sure some people have seen my video. I flew out to Las Vegas last minute, like two days prior to going, you know, to knowing about it or being interested. Um, and I made that flight out and I wanted to know what are the people about, what is the culture about, what's this about, what's that about. That. And um, the cool thing is in doing that, I kind of knew what I was walking into. I still wasn't sure because I hadn't experienced it yet. Um, 
but it's it is what I expected it to be, which is good. Sometimes you expect it to be something and it's not. In this case, I expected it to be something and it was. I love that. I love that. So kind of over time, you know, you're growing your team within this company. Um, what are some big goals of yours that you have kind of coming up on the horizon? Are you looking to grow your team? And I ask you that. And number two is if people are looking to partner with you, because some people watching this may be in your area, they may be in parts of the country and just like your energy, like, you know, the things that you have to say, and they just, they jive with you. And so if someone's looking to partner with your team, are you guys taking on partners across the country to align with you or what does that look like for you guys right now? We are, we definitely are. So uh, there's been several agents from across the country that have joined up California, Florida, New York, um, and we've been in Wisconsin. Uh, <laughs> the biggest thing is I'm there to coach. Um, so, you know, in joining up with Asana, thanks for picking my name. I actually like to have an involvement if you choose for me to, uh, to coach and to help and to guide. Um, so yes, we are definitely adding to that from my Charlotte team perspective, you know, those that might be in the Charlotte area, we're growing our physical team, the True Lane group as well, um, and have quite a few plans for expansion into, uh, res you know, basically residential flipping market holds, et cetera, where we are pulling funds and, you know, going out down that venture as well. So there's a lot of different avenues. I love that. I love that. So tell me a little bit, you crossed two state borders with your current company. Is that right? Correct. It has, has eXp, I mean, has that, that caused any problems with that? Because I know obviously some people listening, you know, they might have problems crossing borders, multiple licenses. How has that played with mm -hmm. eXp compared to other it's companies? Pretty, it's pretty straightforward. Um, so I've always been both North and South Carolina. Okay. And even when I was with Keller Williams, it was not an issue because Charlotte sits right on the border. Yeah. So the broker in charge that I had was also South Carolina licensed. I was South Carolina licensed. That's usually the biggest holdup. However, yeah. if I wanted to, let's say, also sell in South Carolina, but in Charleston, mm -hmm. which is three hours from Charlotte, for those of you that don't know the geography on that, it's about three hours, three and a half hours from Charlotte, I would actually be forced to then pay an additional cap. So I'd have to pay 25000 in my current office, and then whenever I sold in Charleston, was on a totally separate cap status because it was a different office, which and different area and different, which is insane to me. So now, um, with the way that I have it set up, I've actually sold houses now across the Charlotte area, across the state of North Carolina. And the cool thing is, um, EXP only has one cap. So I could be selling homes in Alaska, Florida, and North Carolina. It's still the same one $16,000 cap. Sorry for the air traffic. Oh, you did. Uh, one, one $16,000 cap, which means no matter where I sell, as I sell a house in Florida, it takes down a 16. As I sell in New York, it takes it further down. If I sell in South Carolina, it takes it further down. So I don't have multiple caps all over the place because we are one company with no franchises. I so love I love it. I love it. And I love it from the point you, you talked about getting into some flipping and some buy and hold and rentals and that may cross state lines if a good deal somewhere. So sounds mm -hmm. like you can save quite a bit of money just from that perspective as you grow your investor side of your business as well. Absolutely. Absolutely. And that's the goal. Yeah, because I think a lot of people listening are probably a lot like, you know, myself, where our home market really isn't an investor friendly market. So we might be looking mm -hmm. to jump a state line or jump three or four hours across and doing your own deals yeah. saves a lot of money. It definitely does. And not having to pay another cap. That's the yeah. big thing. Yeah. Well, I think a lot of people listening too. like, I'll be honest with you. I had not heard of a lot of KWs. I, my background is I actually traveled to 135 KWs in one year to teach and 
most KWs aren't even 25,000. So some people listening yeah. here might be at KWs of 40,000 or 22,000 or 30,000. So I love the Boston, Boston is 45. <laughs> <laughs> That's crazy. And so I love yeah. the consistency because it's not like, you know, because like even sometimes in your own town, from what I understand, like this, this KW across the street could be different than this KW. And it just causes like a division almost. And I think that's any company, right? Remax, all, all of the above. Yeah. Yeah. So, I, so love that. I like it being unified across the, the country. I love that. Well, kind of one last fun question here for you as we wrap up. Obviously, as a high producer, running a team, running, you know, the rescue, like that can be extremely stressful and uh, it can be mentally draining. So is there anything fun that you like to do to kind of stay recharged and, uh, you know, keep sane and keep rolling and keep growing? Yeah, absolutely. So I uh, love to surf. So I'm actually, I went out surfing yesterday. I went out surfing okay. and I don't get to go out enough because we're not on the coast. Yeah. Um, but I also love to do art. So I paint, uh, I do charcoals, love doing artwork. I love that. I love that. Well, I just want to tell people, first off, I want to say thank you for having you on here. Um, I appreciate you making time while you're out on a quick vacation away from work. So I appreciate that. Uh, I want to let everybody else know too, I'm going to put all of Kayla's information down below, how you can get a hold of her if you want to partner with her at eXp. If you know Kayla and she sent you this video to learn more about Icon, I think you're crazy if you can icon or you think you're close to icon if you're not at exp so definitely talk to kayla hit her up for that and yeah kayla i appreciate you jumping on with us today heck yeah thank you i appreciate the opportunity of course with that being said guys as always signing off from the icon podcast until the next episode we'll see you then